You're listening to the most powerful sports station in the country. Sports Radio 810, WHB Kansas City, the power of sports. This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour, the best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour, live from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB in Kansas City. Our shows are podcasted and rebroadcast throughout the country in a number of cities, and I love doing this show with you each week as we talk about the mental side of sports. And I'm a very happy guy today, since I am a Kansas fan, and Monday night will be a fun day, because everybody here is... Excited to see how Roy Williams reacts when Kansas and North Carolina play. He'll be wearing North Carolina blue but a Kansas button. It'll be very interesting to watch him because they'll be highlighting him, I'm sure, during the game. Anyway, well, those were two great games last night. It's going to be exciting to watch the national championship game tomorrow. And, of course, the women's national championship game is tonight between UConn and South Carolina, and they're two great teams. And I'll tell you what, this basketball tournament has been as, as exciting as and as fun as I've ever seen one before was the way these games have ended. And if you live in Kansas City and you're a sports fan, it's been an incredible last few months with the, with the Chiefs making it to the FC Championship game, KU getting to the championship game as well. And even even if you're even if you're a K-State or Missouri fan, you may not be that happy about it. But it's been pretty exciting to watch this. Anyway, I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports. And in light of yesterday's games, Mike Krzyzewski is now done as a coach. He's retired. He coached his last game. And obviously one of the greatest coaches to ever coach basketball or any sport for that matter. And I listened to the post-game press conference where he was on the stage with several of his players. And I've obviously not, not met him. But as I listened to him talk, he would be asked several things about himself. He says, this is not about me. This is about these, these players. And that right there told me so much about the type of person he is. Because you hear, you hear things about him all the time, about how he cares about his players. He's a mentor. He's a guide. He's a disciplinarian. But he's the epitome of what a coach is. And in light of the fact that he coached his last game and what a tremendous coaching career he's had I think it was worthwhile to talk about today the topic of 
what makes a great coach? You know, if you if you are a coach, if you coach youth sports, if you coach high school sports, doesn't matter what level, you've got to wear many hats. And for, for years on this show, and I've been on the radio 31 years now, I've talked about coaching, talked about athletes, talked about relationships. I've interviewed many people. And one of the things that's always hit me is when, you, when I just had Dick Vermeil on a few weeks ago to, when, was, when the AFC Championship game was being played, right before he went into the Hall of Fame. And a man who cared about his players. Al Saunders, the great offensive coach who retired this past year, coached for 41 years, was on a few weeks before, and Al's a good friend, and Al said, you know, I think Dick would be a great, Dick Vermeule would be a great guest, so he got him to come on. And it was an incredible show because Dick Vermeule talked about how much he cared about his players. And that is so important. Um, just the fact that a coach that a coach can't always think about themselves that it's got to be about the team it's got to be what, what, are my player, what are my players thinking how can I help them and that's what makes a great coach so I'd like to open up our phone lines today if you're a coach what do you feel great characteristics you need to have are that you have are that allow you to, to be successful. And if you have had a coach that you feel very strongly about, you felt positive about, why was that? What were some of the qualities of the coaches that you've had before as an athlete that you admired? What were some aspects of their personalities where they work with you that you didn't? Our phone number is 913 3810810 I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach if you've, you've been coached by someone if you have if you're a parent and you've had your kids coached with someone who you admired or maybe a coach you didn't care for what was it about that coach that really made you feel positive and admire them in the book that I co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery Pete Malone just let him play we have a chapter all about the coach's role and I'm going to share what we put together about great coaches. There are several things in here. I'm going to read it to you. They're first educators and mentors of athletes. They're concerned about each player as an individual. They have high expectations for each player, oftentimes higher expectations than the parents has for the athlete or what the athlete has for himself. They love working with their athletes. They plan practices and then work to improve each one. After each competition, They'll wrestle over decisions they made before and during the competition in order to improve the future. They're a mentor, a guide, a big brother, a big sister, a counselor to each player. They want to push athletes out of their comfort zones to help them grow. They expect athletes to follow the program or team rules. They can offer an honest and constructive evaluation of both the player and themselves. They're willing to discipline an athlete even if it means losing a game. They know they can always improve their coaching techniques. They're willing to adapt their style to the personalities they have on their team. They want to learn from other great coaches in all sports. They don't blame the officials or umpires for a loss. And we'll get to that in a little bit. They check their egos at the door. 
They keep the competition in perspective. They're willing to work with and coach the parents. They have the trust of their players and parents. They adapt to change. They make the sports experience a positive one for the athletes. They're strong communicators, be better listeners. And they emphasize having fun. So, if you're a coach, do those qualities apply to you or do they not? I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach and get your perspective of what you think great qualities of, of, that a coach should have. If you're an athlete, you've played sports, I don't care if it's individual sport, team sport, youth sports, high school, college, professional, whatever. I'd love to hear from you about your coaches. What was it they did that you liked or that you didn't like? And if you're a parent, you know, we sign kids up for youth sports and it'll be, you know, the league in your neighborhood. You don't know who the coach is. You may meet them or hope, well, you hopefully meet them, obviously, when practice start. But you don't know who that person is. You don't know their background. But they were the ones chosen to coach your son or daughter. So I think it's important. That one thing that I want to emphasize is the importance of communication. Communication and listening. Good coaches are good communicators, but they're also good listeners. They're good listeners because they, they think about what their athletes want. They think about what they need and they work with them. If a coach screams and yells because their team fails or doesn't do well, what's the message that gives to those athletes and those kids? So I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from some parents, some athletes, some coaches about what are qualities of a great coach. In light of Max Krzyzewski coaching his last game last night, I think it's a good topic to talk about today. Our number is 913 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from your coach, an athlete, a parent. Give me a call. Let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports. And today's topic, what's a great coach? In light of Mike Krzyzewski retiring last night when North Carolina beat Duke in the Final Four, semifinal game. Now Kansas will play North Carolina in the final. Obviously, Mike Krzyzewski, you know, when I think of basketball and probably the, the best coaches I can think of, obviously John Wooden is number one. The 1A is Phil Jackson. And then Mike Krzyzewski's right there. And when you look at their careers, I mean, John Wooden, and I've talked to several players who played for him over the years, his knowledge, his ability, and he was ahead of his time, too, with, of course, UCLA winning so many titles. One of the best books I ever read was Sacred Hoops by Phil Jackson and how he applied different techniques. But the key thing about great coaches, I think, is this. This is the one aspect that makes them all stand out. They are not only great communicators, but they're better listeners. And I think they take the time to listen to their athletes, talk with them, don't talk at them, but talk with them. And to me, that's a great quality for all of us to have, but especially for a coach. So if you're a coach, I'd love to hear from you get your thoughts what you feel great qualities of a coach are 913-3810-810 is our number if you're a parent your son or daughter has been coached by somebody who you've enjoyed them as a coach why or maybe as a coach you didn't enjoy them 
what were some of the things they did that you didn't like and get your thoughts on coaching what it takes to be a really good coach i think the most important quality is caring about the people you work with it's not about the winning and losing yeah you coach you want to win games but i think more importantly you want your athletes to succeed one of the things that admired me tremendously about mike shashevsky is when they had their their last home game all those former duke players came out looked like there were several hundred of them that were there to honor him for what he's done and when i listen to jay billis talk about mike shashevsky he says it's not what he did as a coach but what he's done as a person for me how much he's helped me so i think that's those are great qualities that coaches have so once again, 913-3810-810 is our number. I'd love to hear from you. Get your thoughts about what you think a great coach is or maybe what a great coach isn't. If you've had a really good coach in your sports life, maybe professional life, whatever it might be, what is it about them that, that allowed you to succeed? And if you had a coach you didn't care for, why was that? All right, Blake. My producer, Blake Schneider, does a great job here every week. We talk all the time about how he played football into college at the college with the greatest cheer, Let's Go P, Austin P University. So you had all these coaches. You've talked on the show before about how you've had some you admired. And you had, had some coaches that gave you a hard time. For your perspective, what are some qualities of, of coaches you had that you really admired? And what were some things you didn't? Uh, one of the biggest things that always stuck out to me is when the coach cared about not only how you performed or acted while we were either training or how you acted within the program, but how you acted outside of the program. He, he uh, Coaches that made sure that you acted and grew as a man outside or woman outside of the actual sport in which you played, how you conducted yourself off the field with adults while conducting business, while interacting with other students, other peers of the community. You know, you weren't just a staple. You know, your sport didn't define you. It was how the sport helped you grow as a person. And I always admired any coach that cared enough to make sure that you're, you weren't just behaving or being the best you could be on the field, it was also everything that you do outside of, of the work that you put in on the field that also helped shape who you were as a human. Did you ever have a coach that, looking back on it now, you didn't admire, you think handled things the wrong way, wasn't a good, most importantly, was not only a bad communicator, but wasn't a good listener? Oh, of course. Um, as far as specific, I mean, there's there's just coaches that are in it for different reasons. I think some coaches are in it because they actually truly care about the athletes. Some coaches you'll run into do it because their own ego. Um, you know, they don't really care about what the what product of, of person or human they're putting out on the field, but they care about the the W's and the L's, the wins and the losses. Um, they're not, well, right, they're me, not me, doing yeah, it for the right for the right reasons. And that's where I mean, when you coach, you want to win. When you're coaching the game, you want to win the game. But I think it's more important when you're coaching kids. What are they learning? How are they growing? What are they, what are they getting out of it? And that, to me, is the, the biggest aspect of, of I, what I found that a lot of the young people I work with who come into my office will tell me they had a coach who cared about them as a person. It wasn't as much about the game. 
winning the game, but about what have they learned about themselves. And yeah, look at look at the, the coaches I mentioned: Phil Jackson, John Wooden, Mike Shostevsky. Obviously, very successful in their, their their trade. But really, more importantly, what the athletes they coached said about them long after they were playing. You know, the admiration, the respect, the lessons they learned. We had Tyrell Reed on a couple weeks ago, played on KU's national championship team, 2008. Talked about Bill Self, about how, you know, he said, look, coach would get on us in practice, but after practice, you know, he'd crack a joke, put his arm around you. You knew he cared about you as a person. His job was to push you and challenge you, but more importantly, to care about you. Now, tell us about a coach you had that, looking back on it, you think handled things the wrong way. Because I know you had a few. <laughs> well, when I first got to Austin P, um, they had the record for the most losingest, the losingest, uh, I guess, program in of consecutive losses in NCAA history. So uh, we were record holders. And we're talking about football. We were talking about football. We're record holders out here, Andy. Um, but no, I just had coaches there that at that point, yes, they were worried about losing their jobs. So I think they kind of lost sight of. Um, I think they knew they were on the chopping block, so they kind of lost sight of what they were there to do, and they were really more worried about their own butts day to day. Now, I can understand that, but at the end of the day, you have to still be there, even if you know you're on the chopping block. Wouldn't that make you a little bit more invested in what you're doing? Wouldn't it make you kind of worry about your job a little bit more? Take the time and be diligent about what you're doing day to day meticulously with the students and with the athletes that you're coaching, and instead it seemed like they were more worried about just slapping up a product and getting it out there so they could move on to the next thing. And maybe they wouldn't have been on the chopping block if they didn't have that kind of attitude. You know what I mean? Well, insecurity obviously brings out lots of things. And I think when you look at great coaches, one of the things they, they focus on, they're, they're not as worried, I think, about the record. They're more concerned about the people. And so it, I think the impact they have on these athletes – play such a key role and that's why you know, but when you have the coaches I mentioned like you know Krzyzewski, Wooden, uh, Phil Jackson obviously great coaches won championships but more importantly the players really liked them they liked them as people because they cared about them and you heard that I've listened to Kobe Bryant talk I've, I've listened to so many ex-UCLA players talk that's one of the things you hear and, and obviously like I said Jay Billis gave a long uh, discussion about his, his respect for Mike Krzyzewski. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Love to hear from our phone numbers, 913-3810-810. We're talking about coaches. What are the qualities of a great coach? What are the qualities of a bad coach? Give me a call and let's talk. We're on Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And we'll see who wins the big game tomorrow night. Kansas and North Carolina. Boy, two-story two programs. be a great game, obviously. I'm talking about coaching today. What are the qualities of a good coach and a bad coach? And I'd love to hear from you. No one's called in yet. We'd like to get some comments from you. If you're a coach, what do you feel some of the best qualities you have or have had are? And what's something you've screwed up at before? If you're an athlete and you've had a coach you admired, why did you admire that person? What was it about them that stood out to you that's taken, has affected you and you've taken it with you in your life? And if you're a parent, 
you've had a coach that your son or daughter had that you didn't admire, didn't like the way they coached. How'd you handle that? Our phone number is 913-388-1010. You know, I've, I've taken calls for years about this topic in the light, light of Mike Krzyzewski retiring last night after North Carolina beat Duke. It's a great topic to bring up because I think if we look at really good coaches, one of the qualities that they're about, that they, they, they take is good listeners, good guides, good communicators, and they care about the people they coach. The winning and losing matters, but it's more about development and helping those kids, especially with kids. And throughout my career, I've, seen, I've, I've worked with so many great coaches. One that comes to mind is Rick Benben, who coached the Kansas City Comets back in the 80s when I worked with them, then for years coached UMKC as a soccer coach. Rick cared about the athletes as people. Yes, he wanted to win, wanted to do well, but he cared about the athletes as people. John Wathan and Trey Hillman, two major league managers with the Kansas City Royals who I work with, cared about the athletes as people. And that, to me, is, is, is what it's all about. Great coaches show the athletes that they're working with that they care about them. All right, our phone number is 913 I'd love to hear from you. Let's go to our first caller this morning. Jeff, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. Hi. How are you doing today? Good, Great. Good topic. Thank you. So I, I don't have any uh, huge uh, brilliant insights, but one thing I do see with the people you mentioned, like Jackson, Coach K. Wooden, and others, is is uh, for the most part they were not like really awesome players themselves. Right? They were not like the greatest players. They were good. Um, they played the game, and I think the love of the game – uh, is, is a big part of, of being a successful coach. Uh, you know, uh, Wooden was an All-American, and, you know, Jackson won a championship with the Knicks, but not as a not as the leading guy. But I think you look through the years, the you know, the Al McGuire's, the, um, um, you know, the other people, the guy, the old the, uh, Dean Smith from Carolina, you know, these guys played, uh, even, you know, even look at night. But uh, I think the love of the game, and they keep that love of the game forever. It's not... It's still, you see the spark in them. You see uh, Coach K, he still has that love of the game. So that's really all I want to contribute to. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. Do you feel that great athletes don't make great coaches? For, for the most part, I think you see that across a lot of, a lot of sports, right? I mean, you see guys try. Uh, I don't know, was, did Magic Johnson try to coach the Lakers once, you know? Uh, I don't believe um, he did. I don't believe he did. He did, but I mean, you look at Larry Bird. Larry Bird did pretty good as as a superstar, but uh, uh, but for the most part, you don't see you don't see the top tier uh, athletes. They somehow can't translate that into into coaching. You see that I think in football and maybe well, even, you, if you take Ted, baseball, Ted Williams was a great example of that. You know, uh-huh. obviously one of the greatest hitters ever. Coached the, I believe they were the Senators at the time. Then they moved to Texas. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and I and I've. I've worked with uh, many, actually several Hall of Fame baseball players I've, I've been around, and they've all told me I couldn't be a good coach because I don't understand why some guys don't work at the level I work at. <laughs> yeah, e- exactly. There's, there's something about the, the individual drive versus, 
I mean, it's really unique to be a great coach, right? Because you've got to you've got to be selfless. You've got to you've got to work hard um, and and somehow get everybody to play well. We're we're the star. You know, they're focused on one thing. You look at the you know the Jordan documentary. I mean, talk about a driven guy. Would you like to have been uh, played for Jordan as a coach? I think that would have been kind of tough. Yeah, I think there's there's you know of course there are qualities Jeff that stand out with with great athletes and their their drive their motivation their focus that oftentimes they don't understand athletes who aren't like that don't have and because it, it's right. it's a different mindset and in the long term I think you know when when you look at someone who's I I think the most important thing about being a great coach is that you care about the people you're coaching. And I mentioned earlier, the, the greatest quality to me is you're a good listener. As much as you're, you, you might be a good communicator, you're a better listener. Right. Well, I, I totally agree. And even in even in the business world, which I have been part of for a long time, the best managers I've ever had are people that try to understand you. Uh, they're just not on top of the mountain pointing um, directions, but they listen to the team and they uh, they get the most out of their players or their workers. Well, as I always say, a good coach is a good psychologist. A bad coach needs a sports psychologist. <laughs> That's very good. So, listen, sir. No, thank, great, great, great comments. Great thank study. you for calling in. I appreciate it, and you have a great day. Thanks. All right, that frees up our lines at nine one three three eight ten eight ten nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'd love to hear from your coach. Love to hear from you if you coach kids, adults. What do you feel is something, a quality that you've got that allows you to be successful? What is a quality you have that maybe you've had to get better at, you had to work on? The whole thing I mentioned before about being a good listener, I know when I've worked with so many, I've worked with so many teams throughout my career, 41 years of doing this, the Olympic team, professional teams, college teams, high school teams. And one aspect of some of the best coaches I've been with is they care about the athletes as people and want to know what's going on in their lives. Not everything, but if something, if they're not feeling good, they're not going right. They want to know. And they've also had to be strong disciplinarians. It's not like you're everybody's best friend. You've got to set that guideline in there, but you have to let them know, look, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to push you but I care about you for who you are. And as we get more calls in this morning, I think that's something we gotta look at. Great coaches take the time to care about their athletes. It's not, a, yes, you wanna win, but it's more about, you know, for kids it should be learning skills, but most importantly having fun. And I think coaches of, of young kids should always ask, this is something that doesn't happen a lot. Why is your son or daughter on the team? Why they wanna play? Find that out. Ask them questions. Get some, you know, if, if the dad says, well, I wanted to play because I played and I wanted, I wanted to be good at this, it's possible that son or, son or daughter may, may not want to be on the team. Understand why they're there. What are the goals they've got? All these aspects are things I think are important qualities that coaches need to have. Like I said, be a good communicator, but most importantly, be a good listener. I'm talking about the importance of being a good coach, a great coach, in light of Mike Krzyzewski retiring now after losing to North Carolina last night. 
And as I mentioned earlier, one thing that stood out to me about him was, you know, Jay Billis, the great, I think he's a great commentator. I think he does an incredible job. He mentioned last night, I was listening to him, just to, he, he said how much this man meant to him as a person. He said, it's not, you know, when I came to Duke, I was a kid, now I've been in broadcasting, I'm an attorney. He's helped me in my life. He's been concerned about me. I had a tennis coach named John Bragan, man I admire tremendously, who taught me how to play tennis, who still keeps in touch with me. Left a big impact on my life. He, he built KC Racquet Club, and his wife and family ran it. They cared about people. They cared about the people they coached. And Mr. Bragan, wonderful man, raised three great daughters who now has several grandchildren. Two of his daughters won state titles, went on to play in college. But more importantly, so many tennis players in the Kansas City area grew up learning from John Bragan. And to this day, I have people who mention his name to me, and we'll talk about it, the guys I ran into I used to play with. So they leave positive impacts on you. At the same time, a coach who's not a good coach can leave that negative impact on you and pull you down. And I have many athletes come to my office who had stuff, issues with former coaches that's left bad taste in their heads. 913-3810-810 is their number. 913-3810-810. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach or an athlete or parent. We're talking about qualities of great coaches and bad coaches. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. Our shows are rebroadcast in a number of cities throughout the country and podcasted everywhere, especially on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Today's topic is this. What are the qualities of a great coach? What are some qualities of a coach that weren't so great that maybe you had? Our phone number is 913-3810-810, and let's go to the phones, talk to Joe's waiting patiently. Joe, good morning. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, so I coached middle school, and I was an assistant coach in high school. Uh, I don't think my coaching abilities were that good. I know there was a lot, lot more better coaches than than me. But I just wanted to share this story Um I coached this kid. His name was Nick Raines, and he was a great player, uh, a great floor leader, a great listener, and just a great kid to coach. And uh, probably I didn't see him for 10 years. My family had a restaurant, and um, he came in the restaurant. This is probably 20 years ago, sir, and uh, he's with a friend he is, and he goes, Coach, Coach, and he was so happy to see me. And it made me feel good. And he goes, can I tell you something, Coach? And I said, you can tell me whatever you like. He goes, well, don't get mad. I said, I'm not going to get mad. He goes, you wasn't the best coach I had, this knowledge of the game. And I said, well, I know that. And he goes, but, you know, I played, like, Little League, and I played junior high, and then I played high school, and I went on and played college. But you were the best coach I ever had that cared about me, my teammates, and I'll never forget that. And that made me really feel good because coaching is not just about coaching the game, but that's the best compliment I could ever have. And I, I got out of coaching best because it changed so much. Parents live their life through their kids. And I never once 
cut anybody. If he tried and you gave 100% effort, I don't care how lousy you were, you made the team. And uh, I think, you know, like Coach K, you know, a lot of people say, oh, he's just saying that or whatever. No. If anybody knows anything about Coach K and his ex-players, the support he had when he left, I mean, you know, when he was uh, his final game down there. Uh, right, when all those players came out on the floor. And, and, and Jay Billis is unbelievable. You're right. You know, and it's like, it's just like I'm just saying, and I'm not tooting my own horn. If, if I ran into Nick again, he'd probably say the same thing. And I coached for nine years. But that's the best compliment you could ever get from a kid that you coach, saying that how much you cared about him and his teammates. And Coach K, it, what, I mean, the guy's a class act. There's, there's no doubt. And thanks for taking my call. Well, hold and, on, don't, uh, don't go yet, don't go yet, because I want to, I want to comment here. First of all, you're a very lucky man. Okay, and what Nick Rain said to you ten years later said that you left an impact on his life, Joe. You left a big impact on his life. And to come up to you and make that comment to you about how much you meant to him, stood with him all that time. And I can guarantee you that if that young man came up and said that to you, there are probably about 30 or 40 more that could have. So you did it the right way. And I want to congratulate you for that because the fact that you, know you, you had somebody come up and say that to you tells, tells us volumes about you. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And when people tell me, I'll, I'll tell them. I don't think my knowledge of the game was that good. I mean, but I loved the game of basketball, and I cared. And when I got out of it, it's like the game had changed so much because I, I don't want to mention his name, but I coached under one guy. He was all about winning. And the head coach could not coach the team in the summer league. So he had me coach him, and then – He'd call me up at night and said, the kid's not going to play. The kid's disrespectful. There's another player as long as I'm out there. But anyway, he, he kind of changed. He's a great coach. But that's – I appreciate you saying that. Like I said, I'm not trying to do my own horn. But that's a, that's a statement that that kid made to me. And I like what you – I'll never forget it. Because it made me feel like, you know what, everything I did in the nine years I coached, I affected his life, and that's all that mattered to me. And like you said, there could be other people that would come up and say that. So thanks for taking my call, and I appreciate you. Well, sir, thank you for listening, and uh, congratulations for what you did and probably what you're doing now, because if you did that with other people, coaching people, probably the people you work with feel the same way. Appreciate your call, Joe, and good luck to you. Thank you so much for listening. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. What a great call. And, and that's what I'm talking about. I mean, Joe is the reason I'm doing the show today. Because there are a lot of people out there who are coaching kids who are leaving great impacts in their lives and may not be aware of that until later on. I've seen it with so many people I've worked with. The fact that you care about the people that you're coaching as a person, as a human being, is what it comes down to. Our phone number is 913-3810-810 if you want to give us a call. I've got plenty of time to take another call. Here's the thing. You know, as we go through life, we will watch people develop, watch them grow in their lives, whatever they're doing, and, and it's in the world of sports. You see how, how people change and grow and, and, and become successful or unsuccessful. What I have found 
more than anything else is that the best coaches tend to be the best people. It's not about them. It's not about the results. It's about the impact they're having on the people they're working with. Now you look at someone like Andy Reid, the Chiefs coach. Look at all the coaches that have left him to go on and become head coaches and work at other teams to be successful. You hear positive things about someone like that all the time because they're positive. They care about people. Like I said, when I I've worked with when I worked at Kansas City Royals back in 1990, one of the first sports psychologists in baseball, John Watham was the manager. And John said, one of the things I'd love to have you do is to try to get as many players to come in and talk to me as possible. Because I know what it was like when I played, because he played for a long time. I didn't want to talk to the manager. But I know now how important that is. And I would encourage guys to go talk to him. And quite frankly, I can tell you, I can't say the names of guys, but there was one particular guy who wasn't playing, wasn't playing much at all, and I encouraged him to talk to him. He goes, look, you don't go in and complain to the manager. I said, you're not going in to complain. You're going in to understand your role and understand what's going on. Well, he did that, and he told me before he did it, he goes, listen, if I go in and it doesn't work, I probably won't talk to you much anymore because I'm not going to trust you. I said, just believe me. Just go talk. Well, after talking to him, he, he was actually starting that game, and he told me. He said, thank you for doing that. It really makes a lot of a lot of difference, and it made a lot of sense. Athletes don't like to talk about how they feel, what's going on with coaches, if they don't trust them. If they trust them, they can. And when you listen to great teams who succeed, great coaches who succeed, you hear what Joe just told us. They'll have athletes come back later in life and say something to them about the impact they had on them, how important they were for them. And that's, that's the whole thing I'm trying to emphasize here. So if you're a coach and you're listening to the show, you listen to the podcast, think about this. How are you impacting the kids you're working with? Not just in terms of winning and losing, but more importantly in terms of how they're feeling, how they're handling things. That's the, the, the role you have. And when you, you, know, you, you listen to all these athletes talk all the time, and they'll, they'll talk about that. They'll talk about the emphasis a coach had on their life and what that coach, he or she, did for them. It makes such a big difference. If you're listening to this show and you play sports, you want to succeed. You want to be your best. What's it take to be your best? Most importantly, commitment, preparation, focus, having the right attitude, and having confidence. And for all those qualities to happen, you've got to have goals, you've got to get direction. And a great coach to me is someone he or she, what she will, he or she will do is help that athlete learn those skills and give them the opportunity to succeed. Now, I do this show every week. Love doing it. Love to hear from you. If you have comments or questions, you have a topic you'd like me to talk about, there are a lot of ways you can get a hold of me. My office number is 816-561-5556. Love to hear from you. You can send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportpsych. You know, I try to bring up topics on this show each week that I think will be of interest to you. 
and hopefully something through the podcast you can take and grow and learn from. Like I said, our show's podcast, if you go on my website, winnersunlimited.com, under the podcast page, you can hear it there. And they're on all the major podcast apps. When you get two teams out there, obviously one's going to win, one's going to lose. But in the end, how did they feel about the way they played? What did you learn about yourself? To me, that's what success is about. What did you learn to allow you to grow and get better? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Stay safe.